The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Quarterly Last of the Sports Sometime, Rich and Ken Show. We are going live. Our time has changed. It's at 10 o'clock now. Uh, Hopefully we sent a lot of things out. I know Ken does well with the uh, fan page. So you can check that. Um, I'm back in the studio today. It's uh, cooler in Arizona right now. It's cool in Phoenix, Tempe, Chandler, wherever you live. But we going global. This is Voice America Sports, 888-346-9144. We all all over the world. Again, we got Ken coming on. Ken hit change phones, but he be on. A lot of things we want to talk about is uh, one of the, one of the uh, footballs. What's going on in the football as far as the midseason grades, whether that be team, coaches, uh, players, uh, just what we expect as far as uh, you know, midseason, eighth week in the season, going into the ninth week, uh, who's doing what, who's not doing what. Um, I got my Starbucks. I had my uh, lemon pound cake. Uh, thanks, Stacy, over there at Starbucks. Appreciate you hooking me up again. Um, we, uh, Dion, what is all that noise in the, in the background? Man? You're messing up my show. Now. <laughs> All right, we're going to go live. King will be back on. Rich is in the – I think Rich was coming from Orlando. So, the number – he may be in – he's in midair. So, he said he was going to call Dion and get some uh, shout-outs out uh, so for us to record and play him over the air. But I I vetoed that right away. We talk about a little football. We talk about uh, Wade Phillips being fired. I like to talk about other coaches that should be fired, coaches that's on the hot seat. Uh, I got a problem with uh, Marvin Lewis and all that talent. Being the AFC North champs, we talk about that. I know Ken. We got a minute with Ken. Uh, can't have the coaches corner because the coaches in the mid air. Uh, still got a lot of. Um, probably have some call ins, but the number is eight 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 three four six nine one four four. We get right into it uh, as soon as Ken call back in. Uh, let's go with the uh, the game last night. I run down some scores later on when we start getting the mid season great. But let's go down the game last night. Pittsburgh Steelers Monday Night Football. Pittsburgh Steelers. And the Cincinnati Bengals, Cincinnati Bengals, last year, AFC North champs swept everybody in that division, that being Pittsburgh, that being the um, the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Um, what else? Uh, Dion, what you say? Oh, okay, he said that's not on air. Baltimore Ravens, who else is in that division? Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Cincinnati. What, what team am I missing? Let me look, Let me get on my computer and get this up right quick. Usually, uh, Coach B be right on top, but ready to correct me for some reason or another. Uh, that's his. That's his deal. We are teams, 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 teams. Browns, Chiefs, Cowboys, Dolphins, Redskins, Ravens, Raiders, Patriots, Panthers, Packers, Niners, Lions, Jets. Oh well, Cincinnati, Baltimore. Somebody call in. And give me that. Give me that. That fourth team. But anyway, they swept the. Um, the Bengals swept the AFC North with the AFC champs, but now they are sitting here two and six. They lose to a Pittsburgh Steelers team, which is a pretty good team, and, and Mike Tomlin uh, has over there. But they didn't have to lose this game. It was turnovers. You know, it's hard to 
It's hard to win football games when you turn the football over, especially in your own territory. The first play of the game is a kickoff, obviously. Uh, they fumble on the 17, 16-yard line. Pittsburgh takes four plays and go in. They get seven points out of that. Comes back, um, uh, fumble again. They fumble. Uh, they get three points. So before two minutes is up, three minutes is up in the football game, they are uh, down by 10. I thought T.O. Uh, made a great effort in helping this team come back. Carson Palmer uh, played a lot better than he's played in previous games. The, the concern is, is I thought this was Chad Ochocinco's team, and not just his team that 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 he's running the show, but more so he was the face of this team. But once Terrell, Terrell Owens got there, it was more – I mean, I haven't heard anything from, I haven't heard anything from uh, Ter- uh, Ocho Cinco, so we'll find out what's going on with that. I know Ken may have some insight on that as far as uh, what's going on in Cincinnati. I tell you, from my point, my standpoint, they have no identity. There's a, they are two and six. They're a lot better than what they are. They have two dynamic pass receivers. They have uh, a rookie that's pretty good to come out of the University of Texas in Jordan Shipley. Uh, who dropped the ball on the last play of the game. They could have gave him a first down and kept the drive going. Maybe they possibly go in and score and win the football game. They have Cedric Benson. But the problem is I don't think anyone is standing up as far as who the leaders are of that team. It should be Carson Palmer, the the quarterback. Uh, played a lot better in previous year. It should be in previous year. We got Ken back. Oh, is that uh, – Carlson Palmer, but you know he got those superstars, but they're not even making that. They're not even making any noise as far as, um, as far as being irritating or being an aggravation or being a problem for the team. They're just playing football. Ever since Terrell Owens been there, he's been the guy. Uh, I think Chad Ochocinco has been more of a decoy than anything. But they got Cedric Benson. They could run the football, but they haven't been running the football. Mm. Uh, they're, they're solid all the way around. I actually was. Uh, Watching the game uh, with a couple other people last night, and it was just something that I've already been seeing in Carson Palmer all season long already. He's not throwing off that right leg, that back leg. He's not stepping to his throws. I think it has something to do with that leg injury he took. I think that leg injury is a lot more serious than what we what we uh, thought. Uh, he's not getting no push off off of it. He's not stepping to his throws, and as you can see, the balls are just flying all over the place. He's, he's, he's relying too much on his arm. He's, he's, I mean, this is the most inaccurate I've ever seen Carson Palmer. And uh, that's where i got to start with the blame at, right there. Is you, are you talking about the uh, leg injury that happened about four years ago? Not that leg injury. That put, the, was about two years ago. That, yeah. put, that put him out the playoffs. When, oh, actually, it was Pittsburgh. Exactly. It was Pittsburgh who put him out. Yep. Yeah, that leg injury. That, I mean, if you, wait, if you go back and look at the film and watch Carson Palmer <clears> – <throat> He doesn't step into his throws. He doesn't push off that right leg anymore. He just sits back. He drops back and tries to throw flat-footed and use his arm strength to try to nail that ball in there, and he can't. And as a football player, you know you got to be able to step into them throws and push back off that right leg, and he's not doing it. And they were like, yeah, yeah, we see it. He, you're right. You know? And you go back and look at film, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. It's Carson Palmer. Well, then that's where I said about Fars is going back to the head coach, Marvin Lewis. Marvin Lewis has had a pretty good team, and he's not getting he's not getting it done uh, over in Cincinnati with the talent that they have. If he hasn't noticed that, as you know, as a fan, if we see this and he hasn't know that he's with this guy uh, five days, six days a week, uh, he has to see something. Who, whomever the offensive coordinator is or the quarterback coach, 
they have to see that he's not throwing off the um uh, his his leg, the, the injured leg that happened three years ago. And this this is gonna be a problem because he can't get it there with enough velocity for as far as quarterback receiver routes, everything is timed up. And and it's gonna be a problem when you're playing against aggressive defense, uh when the corners are sitting underneath routes and they have safeties over top. Then he's gonna throw it to him like he did yesterday, last night. All right, well we talked about uh that's one of the coaches, uh, one of the teams that's more disappointing. But we're gonna get into our midseason grades. I know Ken, you got your, uh, you got your team player, and um, you know who you want as far as the midseason. Uh, then we're gonna get, all, we're gonna also get into a little bit of basketball, maybe later on in the season. I know I had Spivey and um, call in last week, and uh, Bryant. These guys talked a little bit baseball, but they call in and probably later on in the show if they get, they get a chance to call in. But more of the politics, I think this is a, that's a whole show to do, uh, the politics in baseball, you know, that we won't see from the outside looking in, that these guys played the game, these guys know what's going on as far as the dynamics, the demographics, the dynamics of, the, uh, of baseball, uh, the percentage of who's playing in the game, or the percentage of uh, where, they, where they're getting this, these players from when there's so many players here. Uh, why they won't let these, and I'm still talking baseball, why they won't let these guys who have nine years get that, uh, hire them as a first base coach, hire them as a um, batting coach, a stealing coach, just to get that 10th year. And, and, and the reason why is more so for um, your lifetime, lifetime insurance, lifetime guarantee insurance um, as far as uh, these guys living lifestyle. So we'll see. We'll see if these guys call in, and we'll talk more about that. Yep, yep. So we'll be going into the grades now. We we can go into the grades right. Well, we got you know what? Let's go into the grades when we come out. We got four minutes till uh, break. Well, we can start. Yeah, actually, we can start. We will run down some uh, last week's scores and who won the game. But I know you have your uh, defensive uh, grades offensively, and I still got a. Uh, let me just throw mine out there. I still have Pittsburgh at the top defensively. How you want to do this? You want to do this? You want to do this defense, offense? You want to do this team? You want to do individual players? Yeah, let's start out with player. Let's start out at the bottom. You know, go with the uh, comeback player of the year. We go into our AFC, uh, uh, our offensive and defensive rookie of the year. We go up to our uh, offensive defensive player of the year and lead it all the way up to the final, which is our MVP. Okay, well let's go ahead. Go and ahead. Our coach of the year as well. Go ahead. Okay. Well, who you like? Uh, let's start with players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, comeback player of the year. Comeback player of the year, in my opinion, will have to be Michael Vick. Michael Vick. That's you? That's what you got? Nope. I got Darren McFadden. This is a player who rushed for over 300 yards last year, who's had a very disappointing first two years in the league. This man was uh, uh, one of the top two picks in the NFL draft when he was drafted. They were on the verge of cutting this man. This man has bounced back to lead the league in, uh, the, the, in rushing. This man has over 757 yards, 5.4 average, four touchdowns, and got the Raiders at 5-4, and four, over 500. The Raiders over 500? Come on. You've got to get this man the comeback player of the year. That could also be your comeback team of the year. Of the year. But let me tell you why um, I, I picked uh, Michael Vick. Darren McFadden has been – he's been around football. Michael Vick hasn't been around football. Now, you can say last year uh, when he got to the Philadelphia Eagles. But this guy's been sitting – incarcerated for two years, not playing the game, and how he came back with the chances he had. And he tried to throw in a wildcat with him uh, last year to get him acclimated. But, you know, as a quarterback, as a starting quarterback uh, that he was in Atlanta, you get you can't get any rhythm 
uh, and doing the things you want to do. So now that makes you a running quarterback, although you can throw. So, But now people are worrying about you running and getting on the outside of them. What he's doing with the chances he have now, he has the Philadelphia Eagles um, in position to uh, take that uh, NFC East. I mean, you got to, they have to contend with the New York Giants. But as far as a comeback player and, and who's more dynamic and who, who's more of a concern on that uh, football field, I, I'm going to have to say Michael Vick as far as coming back. And that's why I would say that. we got a minute to a break. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. Yeah, you know, I think this team was already a playoff team. It was already a playoff team already before Michael Vick. It was a playoff team. It could have been a playoff team this year without Michael Vick. I think uh, Darren McFadden means a lot much more to the Raiders than Vick uh, does with the Eagles, and that's why I would say Darren McFadden because we're talking about the Raiders over 500 mm-hmm. with five wins at this point. When's the last time we've seen that? Well, the Philadelphia Eagles have already been a winning a franchise already. Yeah, with or without Vick. I think last time we seen, it, I think Tim Brown was playing. Tim Brown, Tim Brown was playing, and um, the last time they've been over five hundred. Uh, Rich Gannon was the quarterback. But here's what we do, man. Like I said, we've got our comeback player. Ken says uh, Darren McFadden. I like Michael Vick for a lot of reasons, same as Ken. But we'll come back and we'll finish up that. Quamalasa Sports. Sometime Rich with Ken from the ATL show. We'll be back in about two minutes. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Don't miss the show that gives you exclusive access to your favorite pro athletes off the field and in our communities. Join host Nick Murphy for Heroes Radio. Hear it directly from the source as we take you behind the scenes with your favorite stars. It's sports, community, entertainment, and fun. And it's all part of Heroes Radio. Tune in Friday afternoons at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, only on the Voice America Sports Channel. You already get the general sports headlines and discussion on TV and radio. Tune in to The Blueprint with Randall Gatewood. Yeah, we'll cover all the general big-name stuff, too, but we go beyond the typical sports radio show to bring you the details you don't get anywhere else. We'll talk about the inspirational stories and the little-known successes. If you want creativity, The Blueprint is the place to be. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on The Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to talk sports with someone who definitely has an opinion. 
but respects yours as well. The beginning of every week is Crunch Time with Keenan Howery. We'll talk about what happened this weekend and what to look forward to next weekend. Keenan and his guests are ready to discuss the issues with you about football and sports in general. It's Crunch Time with Keenan Howery. Every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. And make your voice heard. Is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Hey, welcome back to the Kwame Sports. Sometime Rich McKinn from the ATL Show. We talking about uh, mid-season grades, comeback player of the year, Darren McFadden for Ken. I got Michael Vick because he did beat Peyton Manning, and a lot of uh, quarterbacks going to beat Peyton Manning. Um, rookies. We want offense and defensive rookies. And I, I, you know what? And I go first with my um, Ken, and I'll let you rebut that. Well, get on to yours. Mm-hmm. Um, offensive rookie, he hasn't started the season but you know who I, I like to go with Colt McCoy. They talk about a a lot of his um he doesn't have the arm strength, he doesn't have this, he doesn't have that, which which in my opinion, you put a lot of neg- negatives into a guy so you don't have to draft him. You tell me he can't you tell me this guy can't run fast or any guy can't run fast so you don't have to draft him. They put so much emphasis on what the, you do in the 40. Uh it put so much emphasis on you know just things that don't have anything to do with football per se as far as can this guy win football games? So I, I like Colt McCord and what he's done, what he's done against the uh, the New Orleans Saints, what he's done against the uh, New England Patriots. Uh, he lost another game, but he played well. He's not doing a whole lot of things to lose football games for them, and he's using his weapon around him. Maybe, maybe it's just his rookie year. Maybe it's just he don't know what he's doing yet. Uh, I almost thought about um, Mike Williams in Tampa Bay, but I'm, I'm, I'll go with Colt McCoy. You go with Colt McCoy? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to go with Sam Bradford. Ooh, I'm going yeah, to go with Sam Bradford because I believe that you, know, this, this is the, you know, this is a guy who was taken number one overall, and this is a man who just came off of shoulder surgery, and we didn't see enough of him to uh, say, okay, that was a great, excellent pick for St. Louis. It could have been a a, a, um, a buster, you know, a, definitely a buster. Uh, another, uh, Matt, um, what's his name, Ryan Leaf. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, if that arm wouldn't have panned out, and that would have been uh, horrendous for uh, the St. Louis Rams. But he's definitely stepped up and proved that he was definitely worth the number one pick. This is a team that finished one and fifteen last year. The Rams that are our five hundred team at four and four right now, and in a position to take over first place and win the, the division. This is a team that wasn't supposed to even compete for the division. They're supposed to finish uh, bottom of the barrel. But Sam Bradford got him in prime position to win the division and actually make the playoffs. When's the last time we heard of a one in fifteen team going to the playoffs and winning division the very next season? And definitely not the Rams. Right. And I just haven't seen enough of Colt McCoy. Yeah, he did beat Drew Brees. Yeah, he did beat uh, pay, um, uh, the Patriots. But did he really beat them? No, I actually think. Peyton Hill has won that game against uh, the New England Patriots. Yeah, well, you know, he, he, he just Nicole McCoy didn't do enough. He managed the game well, but I think it was really Peyton Hillis who won that team. Yeah, and he did. Peyton Hillis did a uh, 
I mean, I don't know how many times you can run over the New England Patriots like that, but he did a whole lot to take a pressure off him. And and and, and I say McCoy because of, um, you know, he he's right now not ready to win a lot of football games, big football games like we saw him do in New England. But he's not losing those football games either. And and so much pressure coming into the league, so much pressure they put on him, uh, you know, to do um, that he that he's not quarterback ready he doesn't have the arm strength mm-hmm. i also think um the guy in even um over in um uh was it carolina mm-hmm. you know he jimmy clausen could have been one of those guys yeah uh but, but yeah that's uh I, I say that's my offense i'll let you go first with defense on this okay. one defense um i gotta definitely go i, I want to i was either thinking about earl thomas um, uh, of the uh, Seattle uh, uh, Seahawks, uh, the, the outstanding uh, safety out of uh, uh, Kansas out, City. Out, out, out of, out of, yeah, well, no, he came from uh, Texas, right? You talking about uh, Eric uh, Berry? Uh, Eric Berry. Well, uh-huh. Eric Berry and uh, Earl Thomas. Okay. okay. Uh, it could have been either one of those two I was really looking at, but I think I'm going to go with Indomitian Sue on this one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, this man is a defensive changer right here. The way. He's played, and the way he's pumped energy and, and, and really just changed the whole dynamic of that defensive line right there has uh, really uh, changed the Detroit Lions into uh, a team that, even though they have the record that they are right now, this is still a team that nobody still wants to play. Right. The Jets barely got out of there. I mean, this man has already uh, forced uh, fumbles and sacks, and uh, he already has a touchdown, and he's out there kicking field goals. How beautiful was that to see a three hundred and five pound lineman that stands six foot what four or five kicking field goals out there? What's the last time we've ever seen that? So I definitely got to go with Indomitian Sue on this one. He is definitely something special, and I think this is my definitely rookie of the year on defense. Yeah, you know what? Um, I was looking for somebody to argue with you about, but uh, Indomitian Sue is my guy also as far as defensive player. He's a dominant guy. How many dominant guys you get coming out of college that's making a stand? I think Williams was one that's down in Texas uh, that they had so much uh, last year. Not last year, about three years ago. Don't draft this guy. Don't draft this guy. But he's made a difference in Texas from a defensive end standpoint or or, or defensive tackle. Um, Either way you put him, he makes plays. And I think Dominic Sue is that guy, too, also, that he's coming in, he's being a force. And he also has a – uh, Cal Vandenbosch over there to, to show him how to keep going with that motor Cal has. He's made him understand how you play in the National Football League and him coming in with all that hype that is he going to Detroit or St. Louis. Mm-hmm. I think Detroit got the better end of this deal mm-hmm. and because you can change the complex of the team. Even though Sam Braff is, is a pretty good quarterback in his rookie year, mm-hmm. um, but I'm defensively, uh, I think Detroit got the better end in Dominique Sue. Yeah, and but but that's not leaving. Uh, that's not lose sight. This is midseason, but uh, definitely Earl Thomas is definitely leading all rookies uh, in interceptions this year. He's doing an amazing job over there with the Seahawks. But um, I think at towards the end of the year, I think you know when we really look back and say, okay, who was the most dominant rookie defensive player um, of the of the year? I think it's going to be Indomitian Sue because he just changed the whole dynamics of the Detroit Lions mm-hmm. front line. The Seahawks is already have had a great defense already from what uh, Mike Hogan already established there already. Uh, Pete Carroll has brought um, all his defensive coordinators and off, uh, linebacker coaches 
uh, over Ken Norton Jr., all over from uh, USC with them. Uh, the, the way they play over there already has, has already been the same scheme they've been playing already for the last couple of years already. So I don't think there really wasn't much of a difference, a change there. Mm-hmm. But Indomitian suit changes the whole dynamics of the, the whole defensive line, which has been always the uh, Detroit Lions' uh, downfall. I mean, we're talking about how many players rush for over 200 yards on this team within the last few years alone. Right. Okay. I mean, I mean, have we ever heard of a 100-yard rusher against the Detroit Lions this year yet? I believe Adrian Peterson hasn't even rushed over 100 yards in that division against uh, Detroit Lions. And, he's... Um, and, and and the Jets definitely didn't with uh, Sean Green that last game. Didn't rush for over 100 yards. Uh, the Packers didn't rush for over 100 yards. The Bears didn't rush for over 100 yards. Which team do you know have rushed over 100 yards on the Detroit Lions? This is a team that nobody wants to play now. And, and this was a team, if if, if um, the Minnesota Vikings lose this football, lose that football game against the Cardinals, they would have been playing for first place. They would have been tied with first place with the Detroit Lions. So they they made some great progress. If, Math, if uh, Matthew Stafford could stay healthy, uh, these guys would be uh, they'd be the team to be. After coming off two two years ago, probably the worst season in football history, uh, they have made some great strides in a short amount of time. But that's the key right there. Can Stafford stay injury-free? Right. Uh, injury uh, this He already had the uh, shoulder injury just like uh, Sam Bradford. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, last year and coming out of college, and, and now it seems like uh, it's putting them back on the shelf again. And how, how, you know, how, it, depending on where they finish at, it's going to depend on where Matthew Stafford um, – uh, is going to be at that towards going towards the end of the year. Is he going to be on the field or is he going to be on the sideline? If he's going to be on the sideline, Sean Hill, does he hesitate to get this team to the promised land? No. I believe he's still even banged up, right? Sean, yeah, he is. Yeah, Sean still Hill still, up. I think he broke his um. Actually, I think he broke his arm. Yeah. I think he broke his arm. So, yeah, Sean Hill, mm-hmm. who, who was a great backup for the Detroit Lions, and, and when he came in, he did what he was supposed to do to try to keep these guys afloat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now, the Detroit Lions sitting 2-6 and six right now, but they are a lot better team than this. I think they have a lot. Uh, as I mentioned, they, they did a whole lot in a short amount of time and coming from the worst season ever mm-hmm. in football history. But i like to see these guys in a probably, two, probably two years, uh, they're going to be that team in the uh, NFC North. Are they going to be that team to, to uh, contend for the NFC North Championship? Uh, but you got to, as long as Aaron Rodgers is in Green Bay, there could be a problem with that. They could have, he should have something to say about that. But I also said about this uh, to Kansas City Chiefs uh, two years ago. I said, watch this team, watch this team. They weren't that good. They needed a defense. Um, you get those players in place, and they do have a safety over there who's making plays. Uh, and I say this would be the team to watch. And Kansas City Chiefs are sitting in good position right now, but the Detroit Lions two and six right now a lot better team uh, than that two and six shows. Yeah. Well, let's stay with the uh, Kansas City Chiefs there for a minute as we go into our coach of the year. Mm-hmm. At this point, uh, I think it's Todd Haley of the Kansas City Chiefs. Right, I really do. I think this is a team that uh, is is actually supposed to be competing with the Raiders for the bottom of the barrel award in the AFC West, and uh, here he is have this team in first place. Uh, he did a great job in the draft. He took. Uh, a Darren McCluster, who's uh, a small, um, uh, he was actually a small back, uh, you know, playing running back in, at, at Ole Miss, mm-hmm. that nobody never thought would be, uh, you know, much of an impact player as much as he has been in the NFL, next level, but he's already been proving everybody wrong on that one. Uh, this is a man who went out and got uh, Eric Berry. Uh, and, uh, from and, uh, and Texas? Tennis, 
Wait, oh, Tennessee, Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. Brought him in. This is uh, a man who's actually traded away uh, uh, Tony Tony Gonzalez, the greatest tight end ever to play the game. Mm-hmm. Future and, Hall of Fame as soon as he's done. Uh, definitely going to be a Hall of Famer. Uh, and also they had questions with uh, uh, bringing over Matt Castle from New England. You know, just because Matt Castle had one good year, do you think this man's the right man, you know, the right fit for this team that can lead him to the promised land? Well, <laughs> first place. <laughs> you know, what can you say? Uh, even though they did lose that game to the uh, to the to the Oakland, Oakland Raiders, Raiders. this is the like I said, the Oakland Raiders who have my, my comeback player of the year, uh, Darren McFadden, who changed the dynamics of that. But still, this is a darn good Kansas City team, though. Yeah, okay. well, I, I'll give you my coach of the year. We gotta take a break. We got thirty minutes of that. Now, you like um, Todd Haley and Kansas City Chief as your coach of the year? Correct. This is the Kwame Lasso Sports. Sometime Rich, we came from the ATS show. We'll come back. I'll give you my coach of the year. Then we'll go on to players and then possibly teams. Uh, we'll be back in two minutes. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Are you ready to go green? You've asked, and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. Get ready to go inside the minds and behind the scenes with the top professional athletes, celebrities, and music entertainers. It's a sports show like no other. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with former NFL wide receiver Jarris McIntyre is real talk with in-depth interviews, topical discussions, and a whole lot of comedy. You'll hear from the entertainers, the athletes, and the fans. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with Jarris McIntyre is broadcast live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. It's all Arizona, all over the world. If you're a local Arizona high school sports fan or if you're a transplanted fan somewhere else in the world, have we got a show for you. The first Internet sports radio talk show focusing solely on high school sports is The Coach's Corner with Scott Lovely. Tune in to talk about your favorite teams, players, or coaches. It's 100% Arizona high school sports coverage and a little bit more. Tune in Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. PM Eastern to the Voice America Sports Channel. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard hitting radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Your 
internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Hey, welcome back to the Carmela Sports. Sometime Rich we came from the ATL show. We are back. We are doing the uh, mid-season grades for the NFL. We uh, so far, let me bring you up to speed. Comeback players: Darren McFadden for Ken. I like Michael Vick. Uh, rookie, I got Colt McCoy. Ken, you have uh, Sam you Bradford. You said you had Sam Bradford, which is a great pick. Um, I rave about him on my other shows, man, because what he's doing in. Uh, St. Louis right now. Um, defense. Defense. Both of us like uh, Dominique Sue. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Todd Haley as your coach of the year so far midseason, right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you my coach of the year right now, even though these guys lost a game to contend for the NFC South, my coach of the year is Raheem Morris for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right mm-hmm. now in midseason. Mm. Nobody expect these guys to do anything in Tampa Bay. They 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 got a bunch of uh, young guys over there. Raheem Morris come back. These guys was playing for the NFC South against a gr- a pretty good Atlanta football team, Atlanta Falcons football team, who's probably gonna win the South in that uh in that comp- in that division. But I like Raheem Morris and what he's doing, how he's bringing these guys together. As far I actually had him third, but that is a <laughs> darn good choice. You had him third, huh? I have him third <laughs> behind uh, Tom Cable, only because of what <laughs> Tom, Tom Cable, Cable has has, uh, has been able to do over in Oakland. But definitely what what made me move Raheem Morris into third place is because that one play that didn't go the way he wanted to, uh, but it was a gutsy call. Did you see the the uh, the, uh, the the kick, the onside kick he did Yeah, uh, against the Falcons? If that kicker would have been just a half a yard – away from touching that ball on his hip, mm-hmm. they could have possibly have lost that game. Easily. Easily. And yeah. then, how gutsy of a call was that? I do not knock him whatsoever for that last call at the end, the fourth and one. And running on the blunt. one-yard line, and you got LeGarrette Blunt, a big back. Who's been punishing guys, teams this it's, year. Exactly. I just got to give – that was just straight just defense from the Atlanta Falcons. It was great defense, but – what other call can you have made at that one point, that time right there? You know what? Because uh, it, win, win, lose, or draw. Obviously, they lost that game because of that play. Not not because of that play, but he didn't get in. Now, all that does is give Blunt more motivation, more drive, more determination to go in there and uh, never let that happen again. It's uh-huh. it's, it's fourth and one. You uh-huh. score, we win. Uh-huh. So now, not only Blunt, but that offensive line say we can now. Uh, you should always be able to get two yards in the National Football League. Mm-hmm. You should always be able to get two yards. Mm-hmm. So uh, all that does is help these guys up down. We'll see. And it's the midseason grade, but we'll see how much this helped them down the road. And I think I believe it will. Yeah, it will. And like I said, I don't put that all on the Garrett Blunt at all. Uh, he's a heck of a back. I, I think that offensive line just needs some improvement. But like I said, also the Atlanta Falcons defensive line is just is, they're, they're pretty good. It's a good that's a darn good defense. Yeah. Um, it, it, if that's the if that's the case, the offensive line needs to tighten up for real. Mm-hmm. And, and they run they went against a pretty good defense. Tampa Atlanta Falcons. Mm-hmm. 
in my opinion, that's the team of the NFC South right now. Mm-hmm. But what, but what they're doing right now in mm-hmm. in Tampa, mm-hmm. and what uh, Raheem Morris is doing as far as that team is concerned, mm-hmm. he he, he brings a good chemistry, a good mixture of what they have over there, and they win in football games. Man, they can't. They gonna make the playoffs. Oh, they gonna make the playoffs. Yeah, I think that I think that last wild card spot is going to come out of the NFC South. I think they're going to get two uh, teams in. I think it's going to be out of uh, San. Um, uh, New Orleans Saints and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will get the New Orleans Saints in the end and take that that last spot. Right. All right. Well, we talk about our coaches of the year. Let's talk about the coaches that should be gone. I, I, and one of them already gone. <laughs> one of them already gone. I, I got a handful of them that that, I, that should be gone next. I got a handful of them too. Now, Wade Phillips is one. This is our coach of the year, so we're going to briefly talk about that because since they, they no longer need to be here, we'll briefly talk about this. Wade Phillips is one, but I'm thinking more so of uh, what is this guy's name? Let's, let's go with Brad Childress. He should be out of there. He yeah, should be out definitely. of there. Anytime you waste a pick on a third-round guy, you waste a third-round pick uh, to get Randy Moss, who's still, in my opinion, you know what you're getting out of Randy Moss, win, lose, or draw. You can't give up a third round for nothing. Teams build their team – uh, organizations build their team on third, fourth round picks. Look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, the New England Patriots. They build their teams around there, and they consistently win. But he gives it up. Don't have control of the team, in my opinion. He's arguing with Percy Harvin about MRI. He's Brett Favre is the head coach. He's doing what he want to do. He's putting all his eggs in one basket and trying to keep Brett Favre uh, every season uh, for the past two seasons to get him. To, I understand that he he changes the game. But you know what you're getting out of Brett Favre. He will throw three interceptions, but at the same time, he will give you a chance to win at the end of the game. And I think Brad Children just don't have a complete, no one's in half of the team or more than half the team don't like him. But I think Brad Children's one. I was going to say, I talked earlier about Marvin Lewis. Marvin Lewis was so much talent over there in Cincinnati. Uh, it's two sitting two and six after winning the AFC North last year. But I'm going to go with Brad Children's. I'm going to go with both of the guys you just mentioned, but definitely – Brad Childress is definitely at the top of my list. I actually believe that this would be the first coach to go, not Wade Phillips, even though I had Wade Phillips number two. And I have Marvin Lewis at number three. Um, I got to go with uh, Brad Childress number one because of one incident, and that's the old locker room thing with him and Percy Harvin. But it's not what happened between those two or, or what was said with, between those two and uh, whatever. It was all over. I think it has something to do with another player told Percy Harvin, you've said a lot of things to him that a lot of us have been wanting to say for many for for a couple of years now right if, if you got a player telling uh percy harvin that who's uh what this is his second year right a, a this second is, year this, player this is second year yeah but you know you had a veteran come to him and tell him you said some things that a, a lot of us have been wanting to say for a few years now mm-hmm. it's been some dissension in that locker room for a long time now with brad shoulders it has Okay, so this is a man who's lost all total control, respect from all his players, and not just his rookies, but his veterans. When you lose veterans' uh, respect and you lose the veterans' locker room right there, you've lost the team already. I, I think he lost the team, not this year, because he's making so much onus on it this year, but you're right. He lost that team a long time ago, uh-huh. probably two or three years ago. I probably three years, a year before he got Brett Favre, he's lost that team. But So he did everything to go. That's why he made that so much effort. So much media news to go get Brett Favre uh, to try to bring some light back into this team. 
Mm-hmm. And I think if he wouldn't have got Brett Favre at that point, uh, if they would have had another bad season, because he had a bad season before that, if he had another bad season uh, and didn't bring Favre in that year, I think that would that was calling for his head then. Yeah. <laughs> so he had to go get Brett Favre. Yeah. And Brett Favre came in and saved his job. And they gave him another contract extension. Of course, as you know, at the beginning of this year, they gave him another contract for that. But not only has he lost the uh, players, the, the veterans, the rookies, uh, uh, the, the locker room, he's also lost the owner. He mm-hmm. didn't tell the owner that he was going to cut Randy Moss. Right, because he thinks it's his team. Yeah. He's thinking right now it is his team. Mm-hmm. You know, so you got, I mean, you, you lost the owner. He's gone. You just got rid of a third-round pick. You lost a Hall of Famer, one of the greatest receivers of all time, uh, our, our deep play threat because we don't have Sidney Rice back. We're back from square one where we were at before Randy Moss. No deep threat, no receiver. You got Percy Harvin, who was, uh, who was very successful in the slot because you brought in Randy Moss. Now he has to go back to being uh, on the outside on a two a two receiver now where it didn't work before. You know, you, you opened the holes for this man, Percy Harvard, to succeed in that offense. Now you got to go back to square one all over again. If this man don't win enough games, he's, he's already on his way out. I don't care, I don't care how, they, how they finish out the season. It's not going to be with a, get, with a winning record, but Brad Childress is definitely on his way out the door. So we both agree on Brad Childress, and uh, they was calling for it uh, even after the victory, a comeback victory, and you mentioned Brett Favre saving his job. Well, I don't think anybody can save his job at this point. They was uh-huh. they was yelling fire children, fire children's in the mm-hmm. uh, at home in Minneapolis. Yeah. Of, of course, you know that's mm-hmm. the best place to do it is at home. But all right, we finished with them guys. They 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 out of the league. I still don't like what Marvin Lewis doing over there with that team. Yeah. Uh, uh, over in um, if the ownership is over, is uh, wiser than we think they are, smarter than they think they are. They have uh, Frazier over there, the defensive coordinator. Uh, hire him. He get a team going. Yeah, Leslie uh, Frazier. Leslie Frazier. Definitely somebody that, you know, deserve, who, who he should have been deserve a chance. Right. Okay, they just passing up on this man. But well, definitely there's nothing, there's never been nothing wrong with the Minnesota Vikings defense. Give that man his job a chance. Isn't there uh, the Rooney rule? They have to, uh, he's been interviewed. He's yeah. been that guy that's interviewed more than anybody in the history of football. Yeah. But that's just to say we, we, we did our protocol. Correct. That is exactly true. This yeah. man has interviewed for uh, more interviews than any uh, coach looking for a job that right. hasn't been hired as a coach yet than anybody. And yeah. this man still At, has not been hired. And I don't think Seattle even um, – Qualified as the Rooney Rule. They don't, I mean, not qualified. I don't even think they uh, interviewed, interviewed the guy or any mm-hmm. any uh, minority coach. Uh-huh. All right, let's go to defensive. We're going defensive player of the uh, year. Yeah, let's go defensive MVP and our offensive MVP. At midseason, my defensive MVP right now, midseason, uh, not so much what this guy's done last year, but we, this year, Clay Matthews, the linebacker for the uh, Green Bay Packers. He has 10 sacks. He's, he has right now 10 and a half sacks. All over the field, man. Uh, Twenty-eight solos. He, he he just he had ten sacks, ten and a half sacks, and an interception. He just all over the field. He make this six and two team uh, it easily could be seven and one. Uh, a lot better defensively. And look what you have over there. You had Wilson over there. You still got some good playmakers over there. But when you watch, if you don't find out where this guy is, then you're in trouble. Yeah, and uh, I'm definitely going to agree with you on this one. My defensive MVP is Clay Matthews, and it's not just because of that 10 and a half sacks. 
It's not because he's from USC. But you got to also go back further than that. Let's go back. This man wasn't even offered a scholarship to USC. Right. This man was supposed to be the fourth best linebacker on that group of USC linebackers that came out uh, last year. It was supposed to be Malinuga was supposed to be the first one, then Cushion, uh, and then the, uh, the, the other guy, and then uh, Clay Matthews was supposed to go somewhere third or fourth round. Clay Matthews was the first linebacker chosen out of all those guys. But see, that's what I'm talking about. Now, we got to go to break, but we both agree on Clay Matthews for different reasons. Uh, he makes a difference in a, in a football game. Um, now we gotta go to break. We'll come back to, uh, talk more of uh, what we got. Can player offensive MVP and the overall total MVP of the league. Kwame Lash to the sports. Sometimes Rich with Ken from the ATL show. We'll be back in two minutes. Eight 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 three four nine one four six. If you want to call in, join the last part of the show. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports get ready to talk sports with someone who definitely has an opinion but respects yours as well the beginning of every week is crunch time with keenan howry we'll talk about what happened this weekend and what to look forward to next weekend keenan and his guests are ready to discuss the issues with you about football and sports in general it's crunch time with keenan howry every monday at 11 a.m pacific time 2 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel and make your voice heard Every Monday, tune in after the weekend games for Locker Room Views with Arturo Freeman. It's a sports show that'll keep you talking. We'll go inside the minds and lives of world-class athletes and hear about their views, opinions, and life experiences about the world of sports. Your host, former NFL great Arturo Freeman, present an action-packed hour every single week. Arturo Freeman, Locker Room Views, is live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you ready to go green? You've asked, and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports Hey, welcome back to the Kwamalaki Sports. Sometimes Rich and Ken from the ATL Show. We are back. The number is 888-346-9144. Uh, we are back with the uh, rookie, Officer Rookie of the Year. And, uh, Ken, I'll let you go first because I'm still, I'm still in the uh, bind with mine. 
let's see. We well, I'm going to wrap my offensive player of the year and my MVP uh, player of the year all into one person. I know last year Chris Johnson, uh, running back, outstanding running back out of Houston, uh, Houston uh, Tennessee Titans, was mm-hmm. the offensive player of the year. Rushed over uh, 2,000 yards, and they gave the uh, MVP league MVP award to Peyton Manning. But this year, I think it just deserves to be one person. Uh, the offensive MVP and definitely uh, uh, the overall league MVP. I'm going with Phillip Rivers. Phillip. Uh, I'm going with Phillip <laughs> Rivers, only because, you know what they always say, to be the best, you got to beat the best, right? Mm-hmm. Well, at this point, halfway through the midseason, 2,649 passing yards. No other quarterback in NFL history has never thrown for more yards than Phillip Rivers at this point. Right. Okay? So if you go back and – and look at uh, last season. He was great last year. This, he could have easily won the award last year. Mm-hmm. But this man is, just, is, is breaking his own records this year. He had five 300-yard passing uh, games last year. He's, uh, he's, he's already had five at midseason already. Right. Okay, so he's breaking his own records already. He's thrown for more yards, thrown for more touchdowns, less interceptions, higher completion percentage, and a higher passing rating than Peyton Manning, who won it last year. So he definitely defines the standard of to be the best, you have to beat the best. Phillip Rivers is my MVP. You know what? I like Phillip Rivers. He's a great guy. Um, he's putting the numbers up where you can't argue with. I think Phillip was averaged like 300 yards, p- passing yards, and he's doing it. He's doing it with no receivers. He's, Antonio Gates been out for two weeks. Uh, he he hasn't had the uh, his top receiver who's been in negotiate uh, who's been in negotiation with uh, AJ uh, the uh, general manager over there. But he still finds a way to put those numbers up. He still finds a way to keep the San Diego Chargers in football games. Now although I like him, I have, I'm going with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, even though uh, Peyton Manning. Uh, this was this could have been a three-peat year for him, but I don't think he's having an MVP award uh, season this year. Uh, so I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers for for all the things he's come for what he did last year and, and most definitely this year is what he's doing. Uh, he's going to be my MVP at the end of the year. Hmm, that's, that's not a – it's not a bad pick. I was actually – he was my preseason favorite, um, but that was until – um, you know, you you start losing a lot of players to injury, and yeah. of course, uh, but, the MVP also means not just the most valuable player to the league, but the most valuable player to your team. Uh, right. And right now, he's not even the most valuable player to his team. That's Clay Matthews. It's Clay Matthews. But look, MVP. Uh, uh, I think this guy is doing this with Clay Matthews getting him off the field. But what Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is doing without a running game, you don't have a running game, so you can make this team one-dimensional as far as uh, passing. But he's still finding a way to get it done. They don't yeah. have they don't have a running game. They lost their running back uh-huh. uh, about four weeks ago, five weeks ago, uh-huh. and he still had his team six and two, still getting it done. They still top of division uh, yeah. in the AFC, in the NFC North. All right, but let's go back to something you just said. Also, he, he's getting it done. Uh, without uh, Philip Weber. He's getting it done without Vincent Jackson, uh-huh. without Antonio Gates, right? This man will, is just like another Peyton Manning. He would take a, a normal, average, uh, unheard-of receiver and make him great. Uh, the guy la- last week, uh, he just, uh, uh, Tutu. Who Who's heard of Tutu? <laughs> okay, this man had 10 catches for 120-something yards, two touchdowns. Where did this guy come from? Right. You know, and you got you talk about Green Bay. He he, had, uh, Aaron Rodgers has great receivers over there. Any of those two receivers over there, he has can make the Pro Bowl. Probably is. Mm-hmm. Okay, but this man Philip Rivers is getting it done with no superstar receiver. 
a no-name Ram receiver. He don't even got his top two receivers, Antonio Gay, who leads all receivers in touchdown receptions. Vincent Jackson, who's a 6'5 threat. Not even, hasn't even played all season, but yet Phillip Rivers got this team in position uh, to make another run like they always do. They start out slow, but in the end, they always come back to win the division. Right. We could have, yeah, exactly, definitely. We could have talked about, uh, but I just like what uh, Aaron Rodgers has done through all that adversity. And, and we're giving our awards for this year. It's kind of like uh, we could give C.J. Spiller and Daz Bryant and Jarvis Best, we could have given these guys awards uh, up until, uh, you know, rookie of the years and stuff like that. But, um, what this guy's bounced back from taking 50 million sacks last year from one team, uh, doing a whole lot of things, and, and Philip River is doing a lot without the running game. They miss, they don't miss him, but Ladanian Thomas is not there. Uh, he's still finding a way uh, to get it down. Still finding a way somehow to have a play action with no running game over there uh, and no receivers. But he's getting it down. Malcolm Floyd has been down for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, who uh, gates down for with a toe and maybe an ankle injury and Phillip Rivers. Now, I'm a huge Phillip Rivers fan, but I'm going to have to go at the end of the year. And, and I'm going with it because this is how it's going to be done. I hate to fall into that role where Green Bay is 6-2 and two and the uh, San Diego Chargers is 3-5 or something like that. I hate to fall into that because you're going off these guys' number, but you're going off these numbers that's, and these guys are helping hit their team win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so well, so we said that uh, uh, our, our you know our MVPs are uh, Phillip Rivers and Aaron Rodgers, and just like our coaches, uh, who you know the coaches was coach of the year and the ones that should be on their way out. Uh-huh. Which MVP candidate that we thought was going to be there is your most disappointing one right now? Ooh, good question, good question. My most disappointing MVP candidate. candidate yep. Hmm. I could let me think about that. Now, let's go. Ooh, let me see, let me see, let me see. I, you know what? Did he have to be a player? Because it could be a... You know, I, my most disappointing coach, I know you didn't ask me this, what I'm going to have to say is uh, Mike Singletary. But let me think on my candidate as far as players. Okay, well, I'm going to go with Chris Johnson on this one. Chris Johnson. I'm going to go with Chris Johnson on this one only because of, you know... You never say what you're going to do before the season starts. Oh, man, okay? yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good one. 2,500 yards, okay? That's and, a good one. That, you know, and you don't even uh, live up to that. you disappoint. That's a good one. I like that one. You're not even in consideration this year uh, to, you know, to be talked about an uh, offensive player uh, of the year like you won last year or even the league MVP. But yet you put it out there before the season starts, oh, I'm going to go 2,500 yards this year. Yeah. Okay, no. I got the season first game by game. Then let's uh, talk about uh, player of the year or MVP of the year candidacy uh, after that. Well, you can talk about, if, yeah, that, that's a good one because you're running back. I could put eight in the box with you and you're not going to get those numbers. You see what Pittsburgh did. and They forced Vince Jones to pass the ball. He couldn't get it done. Mm-hmm. That is a good one. Uh, I may I may go uh, Andre Johnson because he came into the year off a five year deal, only playing one or two or seven year deal, playing two years of that, and asking for a con- uh, another contract. Oh, they gave it to him, they, and they gave it to him. But Andre Johnson uh, down in uh, Houston, Texans, not mm-hmm. I, he's still arguably the best receiver in the game, mm-hmm. the best receiver. But their team are losing games where I thought these, they might have gotten over the hump from. They beat the Colts, then they come back and lose to some teams they had control of. They lost last week to the Colts. I mean, to, I'm sorry, to the San Diego Chargers, and they had that game under control and they lost that game at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm I, I'm gonna say Andre Johnson. We, since we're gonna stay in the Johnson and Johnson family, we got 30 seconds now. What we going? Where are we going? 
What are we going? We got thirty seconds now. We got thirty seconds. Aaron Rodgers. You. I hit Aaron Rodgers as the player. Uh huh. I have Philip Rivers. Okay. Now. Now where are we going? Okay. The, I think the Super That's Bowl matchup. Super Bowl. The um. I had the Jets early in the year. I'm gonna go Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers versus. Yep. And who you got in the NFC? Who you got? Who you got in the NFC? NFC. Uh, I go with the NFC. Uh, the I go with the NFC champs. I go with the New Orleans Saints. New Orleans Saints. Falcons. Steelers. I meet you with the Falcons Steelers. Falcons Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> I meet you with Steelers in the AFC, but I'm Man, go with Falcons. we gotta get off this air. Hey, NFC. hey, post that on the fan page. So we gotta get off the air. That, that was good. I might change. I might change minds on the fan page. Hey, this is the Kwame Lasso, the Sports Sometime. Rich with Ken from the ATL. We had a great show. Check out the fan page. Ken's gonna post our picks, but I might go up there and change some of mine because I was under pressure. <laughs> I appreciate it, Ken. Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america sports channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit VoiceAmericaSports.com. the voice america talk radio network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.